Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Black and Abdallah, WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Black and Abdallah, 6th day tonight here on ESPN 1000. All calls welcome on a Friday night. Friday night calls. It's our favorite night of the week here on the show. You can join us at 312-332-3776. And all calls welcome on a Friday night is brought to you by Tito's. Handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. All your calls tonight at 312-332-3776. I'm kind of taken aback, Abdal, because just moments before the show started, Kevin Zipak opened the door and wanted to share a piece of life information with us. And then he just said, think about it, and then start the show. And he closed the door. So, like, <laughs> I don't understand I feel like, why he shared this information with us. I feel like this falls in line with the do... When, when another dude gets a haircut, do you go, hey, like, hey, buddy, like when nice you haircut. get a haircut, I never say, hey, nice haircut. Why not? Because I, I see you that. every, I see you I every day. It. I get a lot of haircuts. You too. get a lot of haircuts. I try and keep it within every two and a half weeks. Yeah, every, that's a like, lot of three, haircuts. It's a lot of haircuts. It's a lot you of haircuts. I'm at the age and I'm at the point in my life where I don't like having long straggly hair around my ears so yeah. i like to get it cleaned up around the ears and keep it tight exactly so i don't when you walk in with the fresh uh fresh fade i don't go hey nice haircut kevin walks into the studio and goes hey did you guys notice i'm growing my mustache out and i said kevin i i didn't notice i said i did because i did notice that he <laughs> shaved the beard but down you didn't mention it yeah because i think it's weird to mention that to other people. Listen, Meller and Waddle were walking out of the studio right after their show ended. Meller took a look at me. He's like, hey, nice mustache. <laughs> See, now that's a good teammate. What? Wait, hold on. My response, right away. my response to you was, don't you always have some stuff going yeah, on? Yeah, there's always facial hair. Don't you got facial hair yeah. always rocking? I do, but well, it's usually so the same length. And now I, I'm trimming the beard, but I'm extending the stash. I, I apologize, Kevin. I did not recognize that you had a... Longer stash. Okay, I and forgive you, you for that, but I don't forgive Adam yeah. for noticing but not saying anything. Well, like, listen, I don't compl- I don't say, "Hey, you're growing out the mustache," or "Hey, like, if you'd went clean shaven, oh yeah, clean might be different." Except for the mustache, I'd have been like, "Bro, love the stash." Like when Yurko or Waddle or Carmen or someone is dressed up for something, I go, "Oh, you look nice today. What's going on? <laughs> you got a date? You got a hot, got a hot date, Yurko, or something like that?" Like I will compliment another man. That is not the issue. Well, that's like back in the day in these parts around these hallways. Yeah. Like whenever someone would put some khakis on, you knew that they had an interview set up somewhere. Well, it's either that or a funeral. <laughs> well, if what one or the two? Basically, when someone was if, rolling if with you, khakis, yeah. If you were on the. Uh, the radio side, the host producer side oh, no. of someone, this. Someone set up an interview somewhere, and you didn't wear jeans or sweatpants. You'd be, you'd walk in and go, "So, where'd you have an interview today?" And be like, "I didn't. I had to go to a funeral." And then that person would feel like an ass. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I don't. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I think it's. I don't know. Well, I think it, it, what's weird is like Kevin opened the door. He's fishing he's, for compliments. He's like, you didn't notice? It's like, Kevin, you walk in here and you're like, 
hey guys, I took an everything shower and I decided to only leave the stash. I like, took an everything shower? Well, I have did you, take have an you heard of What is an everything today? shower? Are you guys unfamiliar with this? Uh, I, I'm new to this term. Charlie are they knows. only recent? Are only they, recently? Are Phyllis they bagels? Said, no, 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 no. Charlie, let the other guys know what's an everything shower. It's uh, it's hair. It's uh, facial hair. It's head hair. It's so everything. It's a shower. No, 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 no. The, but Charlie's missing a key point. Only women say this. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I get that. Women okay. say that I get they that. take everything showers. Yeah, I get that. And it, it in I understand. I understand. Top to bottom. Yeah. And everything in between. Yeah. Which. I thought that that's something you do when you take a shower. No, not girls. Uh, apparently, girls no, don't we, do that when no, they take sometimes a shower. Sometimes when I shower, I don't wash my hair. I don't yeah. wash my hair every day. So he's not taking an everything shower. <laughs> Today, so I, I thought, did. Why I thought did you, you wash your hair every day. Because he's got, long, he's got long, flowy hair. Chardog, you're not supposed to wash your hair. My, you need the natural oils. My, my old spice two-in-one is doing very well oh, for God. me. Well, you got to get off of that, dude. <laughs> You can't be washing your. Uh, yes, you, you can. can't wash your nuts with the same thing you wash your hair with. No, yes, sh- can. shampoo, conditioner. Okay, yeah. that's different. It's not body no, wash. That's still not slash. as good. It's a two in so, one. Okay, yeah, no, my wife uh, <laughs> like will only wash her hair like once or twice a week. No, I know, but have you seen this online? No, that it, this that, is the first I'm hearing that of it. Ladies, that it's like a bagel. Ladies refer to it as an everything shower. What like, do we call a cinnamon like what, raisin what you'll shower? You'll see, and Charlie, back me up on this, Char Dog. You'll see in the video is like if a lady is talking about a big date she has coming up, she'll say, "Well, I had to take an everything shower because the big date is coming." Yeah, up. Yeah, those you like know. get ready with me yeah, you videos. Know what, yeah, you know what that leads uh, to? Okay, right? yeah, 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 take the yeah. everything shower. Yeah, exactly, and and that's out there in the world. So I thought. I thought Kevin was walking in here to be like, hey, guys, by the way, I took my everything shower today. But did you notice I'm growing out my stash? Man, I understand why Kevin doesn't wash his hair every day. He's got long, flowy hair. You and I, I don't know. Charlie, do you put stuff in your hair? You put stuff in your hair, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I put pomade in. Yeah, you got to wash your hair every day if you do that. Of course. Yeah, you got to wash the stuff out. I don't know. And I then you put I more stuff in. No matter what, even if there's a day where I'm not putting anything in my hair. I still take a shower. I'm still taking a shower and yeah. washing my hair. Yeah. I, I do it every day. I, I don't, don't think, care if you tell me it's bad. I don't think I ever take a shower without washing my hair. Your roots must be crying out for help. I use conditioner. I don't care. Matter. That doesn't help the roots. They can I cry get it, all they I want. I get it deep in there. Okay. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm more concerned that we're still using two-in-ones in this society. No, two-in-ones could be okay. Eh, no. It depends. Upgrade, bro. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't know. Separation of like church and state. It's Separation of church and I'm state. Not, I, well, I'll wash, I'll wash my armpits with like the, resi- the, the remaining shampoo. You know how you still have some on your hands after what? you run it through your hair? Do a little preliminary armpit scrub, yeah. and then you the, go in the, with the body What about wash. the grundle? The what? You heard what I said. Okay. Are you conditioning that? No. He, he exfoliates it. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got one That's of those. That's a, a like salt a, scrub. A pumice stone. <laughs> he's getting in there. <laughs> All calls welcome on Black and Abdallah on a Friday night, sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. It's called Head and Shoulders. It's not called Head and Grundle. Jim and Woodridge, you're up first. What's up, Jim? <laughs> How you doing, fellas? This is Bowinkle J. Moose, or also known as Jim. How you guys doing? doing I want to know who is the best talent evaluator in the NFL. Talk to me. Jim? Yes. You're breaking up, Jim. You there? 
Yes. We lost Hello. you there for a second. Could you repeat that? Go ahead, Jim. Okay. This is Bowinkle J. Moose at your service. Tell me who your best talent evaluator in the NFL is. The best what? You broke up again. Your phone. I, Jim, there's something over your phone. What was that again? The best what? Talent evaluator. Oh, that time we heard you. Did you say your name is Bullfrog? No, Bowinkle J. Moose. Is in Rocky and Friends. Is this Joey Gladstone on the line? What are we doing? Cut so, it out, man. So this, this is Jim from uh, Bowinkle J. Moose in Woodridge, Illinois. This is Hello, video. fellas. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Thankful that Waddle and Sylvie didn't take that call, that Miller didn't take that, because that, that, that could have been on the board for <laughs> no, 45 minutes. Great, man. Tyler, Tyler screened that call just to, so I don't take the blame. <laughs> oh, I will never blame a producer for screening a call like that. That's, I, that was listen, brilliant. I, as fact, someone who screens phone calls, I guarantee you he did not do that voice on the phone with Tyler. You can't plan a better start to a show than the way that this is starting. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. And it's sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. And that was enjoyable. <laughs> the fact that he couldn't pick up on the fact that we heard him the first time. Of course time. we did. It's great. I love it. Rocky and Bullwinkle debuted in 1959, by the way. So, Yeah, I remember the show. I've seen it. Chardog, do you know that show? There is a like theme park in Portland called Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, okay. there you go. All right. Fantastic. Al in Lamont. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Al. Uh, first of all, three and one's the way to go, by the way. Start from the head, work your way down. Three but... and one? No, <laughs> Al. I've dabbled him three and one. Hold on. I got to preface. I'm bald. I don't have any hair, so. Okay. Acceptable. Uh, then why are you just using right. one? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It's just why? Heaven, do you have to man. shampoo I, your I bald head? Hold on. Do you have to shampoo your bald head? I do, because everybody's like, it's so shiny. So, anyways, I digress. What? Hold on. I, I got an important question. This is for, uh, no offense, Chris. Yeah. Adam's going to relate to this a little bit more. So okay. don't think I'm, I'm not shunning you from the conversation. All right. So first of all, I'm in my 40s. We, uh, I'm getting married next month. But we were both married before, so it's kind of different, right? And my question for Adam is, because you're married, and I don't think your wife is Arab. I'm Arab, by the way. Oh, shut up. Um, all right, bro. Thank you. So that's why you're not allowed. Not because you're, you're not because you're not married. Yeah, not because you're not not because you're not married. Yeah, because you're married. I know you're. God. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. At your wedding, yeah. And mind you, we've both been married before, okay. uh, but you're you weren't. Is she Arab? At your wedding? No. Okay. It's a mixed wedding. She's white. Yeah. yeah. Been there. And this is why you can relate. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. What is the ratio at your wedding of Arab music to American music? And, okay. And the reason I ask yes. is there's a huge debate going around the yeah. house. Okay. Yep. Because it's fifty fifty in the at the wedding. And you guys Great. are more than welcome to come in February. It's downtown. Thank you, Al. I appreciate that. Okay. Here's my advice. It's your wedding. It's you and your wife's wedding. You do what you want to do. Okay? If you don't want any Arab music don't have any Arab music. We had one Arab song to appease the relatives. 
Well, I gave him one. I gave him one song. We did Habibi Anurain by Amr Diab. I'm sure you know it. It's at every Arab wedding. Every Arab wedding in the last 25 years has had that song played at it. It's like the most famous Arab song you could have. Um, but our DJ, at the end of it, remixed it into the Jay-Z Punjabi MC song. And she definitely got an extra tip for doing that. And I went over to her. I'm like, that's the first of all, that's the greatest mix you've ever done. Like, that's awesome. Thank you for doing that. So we gave them one song. And then the second the song was over, Al... All my Arab relatives left and went to Alhamra down the street uh, <laughs> uh, in in downtown Chicago. Yep. Awesome. All right, guys. Great show. Love it. Have a good night. Thanks, Thanks Al. Al. Appreciate and congratulations, you. man. There is. There's Alan Lamont. 312-332-3776. All calls welcome. Sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. We're off to a, a flying start here on tonight's <laughs> show. We'll take your calls next. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. We're rolling here on a Friday night. All calls welcome. Sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. It's Black and Abdallah. Hanging out with you. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about this uh, tonight, Abdallah, is this weekend, NFL Championship weekend. Uh, what's the number one storyline heading into the weekend? You know, I, I think with Mahomes going to his fifth straight AFC Championship game, that's obviously a huge storyline. The Ravens, are they the best team ever? It sounds crazy if, if you haven't been following football this season, but... This Ravens team statistically to this point is putting up some eye-popping numbers in in a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl. If they go on to win it, we might have to have the conversation. Are they in the class with some of the all-time great champions we've seen in league history? Maybe the Lions' dream season. Is that the best storyline heading into this weekend? The Detroit Lions never get to this stage. They never get an opportunity to play for the Super Bowl. Is that the best storyline? And then San Francisco, will they break through and win a Super Bowl? This team's been close and had some really good teams in the last few years under Kyle Shanahan. Can this be the year that they break through? What What's the number one storyline to you heading into the weekend? I think to rank them, I think number one is still the Lions, right? Like they're the flavor of the NFL season, right? I think that the Ravens are great, but I, for some reason it seems like the best team in the NFL has gone under the radar. I know that Lamar's going to win MVP. Like, that's different. It just seems like people don't understand how good this Ravens team is because everything you're hearing this week leading up to the game is like, well, Mahomes is a dog. Mahomes is a dog. Mahomes is a dog. Yeah, Mahomes great as a dog. Okay, that's fine. Andy Reid is a dog, also great in the playoffs. That's fine, too. But the, the stats say that this Ravens team, not just DVOA, but other stats, too, that this is one of the best teams of all time. And the way that they're playing defense, coupled with their offense, which is, you know, still top two, it's just, they're so damn good. But I feel like for some reason, because they're playing the Chiefs, I know they're a favorite, but it seems like they're playing, they're they're flying under the radar a little bit. I think the last storyline, honestly, is the 49ers. Yeah, I think that the last one is the 49ers and Purdy and can they get back and that kind of thing. I think that more people are rooting for the the uh, 
the Lions. I think that if you're not a Lions fan or you're not a fan of the NFC, the NFC North, you're probably rooting for the Lions in that situation, I would assume, because they're like America's darling right now. I think that that's, they've kind of ingrained themselves and like they don't really have any characters. Like their coach is their character, right? Like for, for the Chiefs, it's Mahomes. For the 49ers, it's, um, it's Christian McCaffrey. It's Debo. For the Ravens, it's Lamar Jackson. For the Lions, it's really their coach that kind of everybody, like when they won to make it into the NFC Championship game, all the videos were of Dan Campbell and all the stuff he said when he took over the team and all the stuff that he was guaranteeing and all the stuff from his first press conference and how it's all come to fruition. Like, that's been their thing. I think that the biggest storyline going into on Sunday is can the Lions continue this magical run and beat the 49ers, who are a very heavy favorite? I think you kind of nailed it with the Ravens. Doesn't it feel at this point in the football season for a team that's that good, it's a little surprising the lack of hype the Baltimore Ravens have gotten throughout the season. Now you're hearing more of this conversation in the last couple of weeks once the playoffs start. But like, if you go back to what was the last great team that was this great, like the 2007 Patriots, right? They were undefeated and there were talking head shows. There were sports center clips. Everyone was pointing out how great that Patriots team was was by what week 10 yeah week 11 like Mm -hmm. it was a national story week to week how great that team was and what tom brady and randy moss were doing offensively like that that was a story that everyone got swept up in you're right the ravens have kind of flown under the radar as far as being an impactful storyline for people to talk about you don't see people debating the ravens you don't see the graphics on tv 85 bears or the 2000 23 Ravens mm-hmm. like that. That's not something that's taking place, even though the stats match up to those type of debates being had. So like it is surprising that we've gotten this far into the NFL season and people are now just realizing the sheer dominance that the Ravens have been on this, this tour that they've been on where like essentially any good team that they've played, they've blown out. Yeah. Like if you run through their schedule when they've faced good opponents, they have crushed them. And, and I go back to, what was it, right around Christmas, right? It was Christmas Day or Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. It was the 49ers they off game. against the 49ers, and the Niners were decimated in yeah. that contest. The, the Ravens just owned them. That's the night that, that Lamar won the MVP. That's well, the a, night. It's the night Lamar won the MVP, and I would have guessed that that was the night that they would have became everyone's number one favorite to win the Super yeah. Bowl, too. If the If the Chiefs had the same stats that the 49ers were putting up, it's all anybody would talk about. Oh, yeah. It's all, oh, yeah. If the 49ers had the stats that the Ravens are putting up, it's all anybody would talk about. And the, 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 the 49ers actually have statistically a better offense, but it's their defense. It's like this defense for the Ravens, it's up there with the 85 Bears. With the 20, I mean, remember, people were comparing the 2018 Bears to the 85 Bears because of the amount of takeaways and the mm-hmm. way they were dominating opponents and stuff like that. And this team is just as good, and statistically, right now, Depending on how this goes, if if this if it ended right now, the Ravens would be the best team according to DVOA in the history of them compiling that stat, which is like nineteen eighty one. We go to Chris in South Village. You're on ESPN one thousand. What's up, Chris? Hey, how's it going, fellas? Uh, you know, I want to call in. I'm just uh, thinking about the Bears and yeah. uh, 
everybody's talking about, you know, if if we can get Marvin Harrison with the first pick. So it made me think back to um, the last two top ten wide receiver picks we had. And so I want to ask you, fellas, like if, um, you know, your back's against the wall, they're like you have to pick one of these guys. Mm-hmm. Who do you pick again, David Terrell or Kevin White? Because those were our last two top ten wide receiver picks. Oh, it's David Terrell. He at least played. Yeah. Terrell played, contributed. Man. Kevin White didn't do anything. And they, they both, like, really, really sucked. Oh, yeah, Terrell busted out. <laughs> but, but Terrell gave you at least a little something compared to Kevin White. Kevin White gave you nothing. I, I feel like they both gave me nothing and left an empty pit in my Bears fan <laughs> stomach. And, I, and you think about the picks, I think – I, w- I was going to crap on Shane McClellan, too, as a terrible pick, but I remembered that he hurt Aaron Rodgers, and after that, I was like, he yeah. gets a hood pass. Ugh. He's good. Remember he doesn't he, have to do anything. Remember he, he, was, he was billed as the next Erlacher? Oh, Shane McClellan was. I had a friend who went to Boise State, and he was so happy that they drafted him, and next time I see that guy, I'm going to punch him in his face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, uh, think of it this way. You look at Kevin White compared to David Terrell. At least David Terrell in his first two seasons in a Bears uniform had seven touchdowns. Yeah, two seasons with seven touchdowns. That's three yeah. and a half touchdowns a year. No, but, no but yeah. I'm saying compared to Kevin White, he had seven touchdowns. I don't think Kevin White did that. Did so- Kevin White had seven catches? Well, let me look it up. <laughs> he almost got Kevin that Hail Mary against New England. He did. Kevin White in his Bears career had no touchdowns. Uh, let's see. Receptions. In his first two years, Kevin White had 21 receptions. Oh, man. Close. 21. Close. It wasn't it. It was him and Amari Cooper. Everybody were talking who's going to go first. I'm not too that sure year? about that. I'll look it up. Uh, let's yeah, see. I'll look into it. I think it was. Yeah, because Cooper got drafted by the Raiders that year. Yeah, yes. but Cooper went yeah, fourth it was, overall. It was Cooper. Yeah. They were going back and forth. Yeah. Who should be number one because White had the yeah. stat, mm-hmm. the metric. Yeah. yeah, but the Bears were picking seventh. Cooper went fourth. So, yeah. so the Bears didn't miss on Amari Cooper. They couldn't select him. Yeah, Yeah. true, true. <laughs> All right. Th- thank you for the call, Chris. I mean, like factually, you, 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 can't, you can't think of it that way. Amari Cooper went off the board at four. Kevin White went off the board at wasn't seven. Wasn't a very good wide if, receiver. If you want to go, the next wide receiver selected Miami at fourteen took Devontae Parker. Yeah, and then Nelson Aguilar after that. I mean, Nelson Aguilar has had a good pro career. Rashad Perryman after that. Nelson Aguilar has been a good wide receiver. Philip Dorsett. It was not a good wide receiver year. No, but um, what I'm saying is it better than Kevin White. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. For sure. Jimmy Joe Bob in Woodridge. It's the same guy. You're on ESPN 1000. Well, well, hey, guys, how you doing? I want to talk about the best talent evaluators that you believe is like, you know, uh, Mel Kuyper and all these guys. Everybody's yeah. calling in. Mm-hmm. Who, who do you trust to tell you the best talent that there is out there when the Bears are ready to either pick or trade? or What, what's, what, what do you think? Tell me. Talk to me. Yeah, I go with Yurko. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I go with Tommy Waddle. Perfect. That's good, okay, too. They about, both work how, here. I love it. Okay, how, how about uh, Thayer, Tommy Thayer? Tom Thayer's good. Yeah, so why doesn't the Bears pick you, You're missing the fourth one. The fourth what, what? one. You got Waddle, you got Thayer, you got Yurko, and Abdallah. Damn okay. right. Abdallah. Yeah. Are, you, are you giving Abdallah enough credit here? I'm giving you all credit, but okay. uh, what, what about OB? You guys know OB? Yes. 
Okay, what do you think of his talent evaluation? Wrong session. Uh, uh, I think I think you know I know he's on a different station, but mm-hmm. I think I think he's it's very he's nice. Got yes, some, he's he's got something there, you Good. know. Oh yeah. He 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 didn't he didn't want he never wanted what do you call it fields. Did you know that? Did not. No. Other no. station. What, what, I forget the station. What about? Well, it's kind of hard. We're working here. <laughs> What about Hampton? How about Hampton? Would you? I mean, he's you guys. Yeah, I go, all I go with there, there. Do you really? There, yeah. there. Oh. Briggs, McKee. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would. I would go. What about uh, uh, what do you call it? This guy. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 hold on, fellas. I'll mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. I'm 72 years old. Hold on. Yep. Okay. Uh, what about Jeremiah and 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 then your Mel Kiper Jr. Jeremiah's like good. them both. Daniel, yeah, they're both good. good. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Uh, have they always hit bigger than lesser? Bigger than lesser. Jimmy Joe yeah. Bob, what what do you think of? Um, you know, we we forgot one talent evaluator. Uh, Who's that? Yeah. Uh, what what do you think of Cap? <laughs> you know what? You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Welcome, sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. It's Blocking Abdallah here on a Friday night. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Andrew and Elgin, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Andrew? Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. You as well, Sam. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. I'm going to no play problem. this the best way I can. All right, so you got these four teams. I'm going to say that the stories that are really exciting about all of them. All right, you got the Lions. Yep. Haven't been been cursed forever. You know, then, you know, and the whole country is pulling against the Niners because of the Lions story. Then Jared Goff being traded from Sean McVay and seeing if he can overcome it, you know, and be a champion. And then, you know, you got the Niners. Think about it, guys. A hardball, they lost with the Kaepernick to the Ravens. First and goal, the light game. Then they go back there against the Chiefs with Jimmy G. They lose that game. And then here they are right here again. And uh, they were in the game last year. So they're trying to overcome the odds and go to the championship and win it. Now then you go to the other side. This is crazy, too. Lamar Jackson, If you, you guys probably don't even know this. Hmm. He has been out the last two years with injury and COVID-related issues. If you really look at the record of their, uh, in the middle of the season, when he went out, number one, both years, he, he, is so under, he is so underrated that no one talks about him enough. It's, it's incredible. He is elite, two-time MVP, always winning that tough division. All right? I understand his playoff record. So he has this to prove here going into this year with probably the best team, like you guys said. And then the last team, the Kansas City Chiefs, with Reed, the experience, don't count them out attitude, with especially the receiving core they've had. Can he do it? Mahomes do it again with hardly any good receivers. So I just wanted to say this, the last thing I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Is I don't see any, I don't see how it's possible that uh, the Lions are going to lose to the 49ers because 
the Lions played the Tampa Bay Bucks last week, barely hung, barely beat them. I mean, Baker was coming. They were coming. And they put up, you know, Tampa put up 23. You know the Niners are going to dominate and shut down the, the Lions' offense, and then somehow Purdy's going to get it done. Then on the other side, I don't see how Mahomes is going to get the job done against the, the Baltimore Ravens' defense. And Lamar's going to make tons of plays, probably get the job done. That's going to be your Super Bowl rematch. And in that game, it's going to be so entertaining. I give the, the edge to the Ravens. Have a good night. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate the phone call. You know, something Andrew just said there. uh, Does Lamar Jackson get enough credit? I think he does. I think he's, I mean, he's he's an MVP this year. He's already been an MVP. I think that you can look back and look at the offseason when supposedly no teams were interested in his services and say Mm -hmm. that is a knock on every team in the NFL for not kicking the tires on Lamar Jackson and seeing if they could sign him. And ultimately, he re-signs with the Ravens, and now look at him. Um, so in that sense, sure. But I think this season, everyone knows what we're watching. Like, the Purdy MVP stuff was always ridiculous to me. Like, he's a fine quarterback. He's not great, I don't think. To me, he's a system guy, not yeah. a game changer. Yeah. Lamar is a game changer. Lamar's a top five quarterback. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. No, he's top five. Yeah. He's top five. It. I can see it in, in this season, 24 touchdowns, seven interceptions, completion percentage, 67 is the highest of his career. Mm-hmm. That's even higher than when he won the MVP and threw for 36 touchdowns back in uh, 2019 in his second season. He was a starting quarterback. He's 58 and 19. And, and like what Andrew is saying, in each of the last couple of years, if Lamar was healthy, the Ravens would have had a better chance when they head to the playoffs mm-hmm. or in the playoffs. Like they were one of those teams that made the playoffs. What was it last year? Mm-hmm. But they had no quarterback because Lamar Jackson was injured. And like that's just kind of the luck of the the way you go about things when you have a quarterback who runs the football who may be injured more than some other quarterbacks may be injured. And I think that's where here in Chicago, a lot of people point to Lamar Jackson. If Lamar Jackson can do it. Why can't Justin Fields do it? I just think that Lamar is a far superior passer down the football field. Yeah. And that's the difference. As far as athletes go, I think Justin is just as much of a elusive runner with the football as Lamar Jackson. The difference is Lamar is a much better passer of the football. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at the completion percentage. Look at the touchdowns. Look at the lack of interceptions. I mean, he only threw seven interceptions this year. He's only ever thrown more than nine once, and that was in 2021. He threw 13 interceptions that year. Uh, it was a bad year for him. He only played in 12 games. Uh, 13 or uh, what was it? Uh, 13 interceptions, 16 touchdowns. Not a good year for him there. But this year, I mean, I will say Justin's a better runner for sure. Justin's more physical. He's a better runner. Absolutely. Um, but that doesn't mean Lamar can't do it. He's got five touchdowns this year uh, rushing, I, but Lamar's a better passer, and he makes better decisions, and I don't think that Justin has reached that level yet. Can he? Maybe, but as of right now, he certainly hasn't reached the level of, of complete quarterback that Lamar Jackson is. Yeah, that's the problem is if you say to a Bears fan, do you think Fields could ever get to Lamar Jackson's status? of where he is playing like this, this late in the season. And he's done it for multiple seasons in a row. You know, look at Justin just from a a completion standpoint. His percentages is three years a starter. 58, 60 in this past season, 61. 
Lamar Jackson, as far as completion percentage, had one season under 60. It was his rookie year. He was at 58%. Every season since then, 66, 64, 64, 62, 67. Like, that's the big difference, Mm -hmm. is that Justin Fields hasn't taken that jump past 61. Now, it's trending in the right way. It's gone from 58 to 61. And Lamar Jackson was able to jump up into the mid-60s pretty early and kind of stay there with the 66 and 64s. And this past season, 67 is by far his best. Yeah. I, I don't know if Justin will ever be that type of passer. And I think that's why... As we kind of look back on the last week of all the conversations we've had here on the show about should the Bears draft the quarterback number one or should they keep Justin Fields, that's the conclusion I keep coming back to is that Justin just doesn't make concise, quick decisions in the pocket that allows him to have a high completion percentage and allows the team to score a lot of points down the football field with his arm leading the way. Yeah, and this is the year he was closest to his, uh, his, the MVP season before. When he won in 2019 and he had a a 66.1 completion percentage, this year he has 67.2. And also, you know, um, people will say, like, the knock on him is usually the health. He can't stay healthy. Lamar Mm -hmm. can't stay healthy. He played 16 games this year. They didn't need him in the 17th game, so he didn't play. You know, 2019, 2020, he played 15 games. It's just been the last two years Mm -hmm. where he's only played 12 games. But for a majority of his career, three out of five years where he was a full-time starter... He played every single game where they needed him. They didn't need him for 17 this year. They only needed him for 16. So he sat the last game out. So that's fine. Like, the health, you can say that, but he's, it's only been two years. And he still played 12 games this year. It's not like he missed an entire year. He missed four games. We go to Adam in River Forest. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Adam? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, man. What's Good. up? This is an absurd conversation. Why is that? Okay. To even compare Justin Fields to Lamar Jackson's a joke. Go on. Sure. Have he's going to be a two. He's going to be a two-time MVP. Two times. What has Fields done? His numbers are worse than Trubisky's. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, I'm with That's, you. That, yeah. that is correct. Totally. Well, why would Why would you even? I mean, the, the the media conversation around this, like Justin Fields should stay, it's insane. Only people in Chicago are talking about this. Everyone knows Fields gone. He's not going to make it next year. He, we don't want him. The ownership doesn't want him. It's a hundred percent Caleb or Drake. Thanks. I'll listen and hang up, guys. All right. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if it's just people in Chicago. I mean, every person, not every person, but a lot of people that have come on, you know, various shows here on ESPN 1000, whether it's Cap and Jay Hood, Carmen Yurko, or Waddle and Sylvie, a lot of former players, a lot of, you know, analysts have said that aren't from Chicago have said to keep fields. Like, this isn't just a Chicago thing to keep fields. Yeah. In. I was referring to people suggesting that the best of fields could be Lamar Jackson. No, I still think the, comp- the, the comparison you gave a while ago when we were in the middle of the season where you said could fields be Dak Prescott is more spot on than Lamar Jackson. Like that's more the comp. I agree with you. Well, you, you said it. You should agree. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get there, though. Do you see what I'm saying? Like I think the, the style of play at the best that justin fields can be yeah i think would mimic what dak prescott can do Mm -hmm. 
unfortunately, I don't think he's going to get to that point. At least not so here. I, I'm no. not sure if like Adam was calling to argue with us, but we were agreeing with his we were, yeah. point. So like yeah. the, the point is, yes, I agree. He's not Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be Dak Prescott. If I thought he was Dak Prescott, I would say keep him. Keep building with what you have. But hasn't Fields shown us now in three seasons that he there's just something he doesn't quite get to like piece it all together? Yeah. You feel terrible for the kid. He's a likable player. His teammates like him. He does and says all the right things. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just wish he could put it together. It just seems as if he is not capable of doing so. Black Dollar here on Friday night. All calls welcome. Friday night calls. It's sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. We'll continue talking football and taking your phone calls at 312-332-3776. More of your calls coming up next. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. We have a great song of the night coming up in just a moment. We're taking your phone calls, talking football with you on a beautiful Friday night here in the city of Chicago. 312-332-3776. All calls welcome. Sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. We go to David in Lockport. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, David. Hey, guys. What's up? What's up, man? I I usually call you guys on the golf show. But last Saturday, you guys answered the question about fields. You were talking before the Houston game. You are talking about how C.J. Stroud elevated the players around him. There's a couple of receivers who had sure. careers. And I was thinking about it. Here in Chicago, we need the players around our quarterback to be better to elevate him. So you made the point about fields. Time to move on. A good quarterback makes the players around him better, not needing the players around him to look better. That's that's what I wanted to say. Cool. Got it down. Thank you, David. Appreciate you Thanks, listening. David. There is. There's David in Lockport. Shane right. Norling, Tyler Aki here uh, filling in for Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. You can also hear us on Saturdays. Well, Tyler and, uh, was in with you last week when Tyler I was, was on vacation. Tyler was in with me last week. Yeah, appreciate it. So, so there you go. Yep. He's got the right spot. I love mm-hmm. you guys on the golf show. Thank you. Thank you. you I'll tell you, you what. took so many strokes off my game. Well, listen, I, I'm not concerned about your strokes there, Kevin, but uh, here's the deal. Uh, well, nobody enjoys playing golf uh, more than Black Am Doll. I'll Damn tell you right. that. I'll tell oh, you that man. much. Uh, it, oh, there man. is one thing I am thinking about as we try and drag ourselves through this month of January and what what's to head in uh, February is uh, not too far away. We can get to the golf season. It's it's almost there. I played once when I was in Cabo last week, and boy, was that refreshing to get back to the golf course. I probably... It was beautiful. I'm going to Florida in March, <sighs> so that's probably will be the next so time good. like I get to play like 18. Yeah. I went to a simulator on Friday. Yeah. It's... Uh, there's a lot of work to be done before spring. <laughs> well, Charlie, that's There's why you got time. There's a lot of work to be done. <laughs> you got time. Abdallah and I are going to a simulator tomorrow. We're going to go we to are. the green. We're yep. going to hang out and uh, hit some balls tomorrow afternoon. So, like, yes, he, he's in the right spot. Maybe mm-hmm. we are not hosting the golf show, but we are a show that enjoys golf. Yeah. So it's all good. Love golf. We're all good. <laughs> Triple T in University Park. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, T? How you doing, guys? 
What's up? Oh, there's been so much conversation about this. My quick point is mm-hmm. all the pressure, all the heat. That's Ryan Poles and his crew. The pressure is develop this team, your quarterback, whichever quarterback you're going to go with. If you do a reset for me, at two years max, you bring in the next new hot shot, you got two years max. In spite of that, or in, alongside that, the opportunity to pick up perhaps a generational receiver, I think that's an opportunity we can't pass. The positions that need to be filled on the line, the O-line, as well as the additional help that's needed on the D-line, we got all the draft picks, all the cap space. It's all on the organization at this point. A full team, that's all I'm looking for. I, I, I'd love for it to be with Justin. I'm back in Justin, if, if anybody wants to know. But if you change that quarterback, you, the pressure is all on poles. Two years, it's got to look for real. Or he can go. And, 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 and here's why I dropped the mic. If the Bears blow this, there's a song, Otis Rush, Willie Dixon, Led Zeppelin's got a famous remake of it. I did this with the Blackhawks. I can't quit you, baby, but I guess I'll have to put you down for a while. <laughs> Thank you, Thanks, T. Thanks, T. Appreciate it. Have a great night. There's, right. there's T. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We do have Bears news. The Bears have made it official. They've announced the addition of Kerry Joseph as the new team's quarterback's coach. It's important, right? Because this is the biggest decision the team's going to face this offseason. What to do with fields, what to do with the number one pick. Kerry Joseph, this is uh, from the Bears uh, release that they just put out seconds ago. Kerry Joseph enters his first season as quarterback's coach for the Bears after spending the previous four seasons in Seattle. Joseph served as the assistant quarterback's coach for the 2022 and 2023 seasons after spending one season as assistant wide receivers coach in 2021 and then offensive assistant slash running backs coach in 2020. Joseph joined the Seahawks coaching staff in July of 2020 following four years of coaching in college after a 19-year professional football career from 1996 to 2014. So Kerry Joseph is the new quarterback's coach and one of the most notable names you'll hear about with the development of whoever that quarterback is. Fields or the number one pick? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if this uh, this means anything of which way they're going to go. I think Shane Waldron is the one that means to me that they're going to move on from Fields. Like I know people will say, well, look what he did with Geno Smith. Look what he did with Geno Smith. Okay, this is an offense that likes to pass the ball a lot. And the thing that we've seen from Fields so far is that he doesn't make quick decisions and the processing just isn't there. And if you're going to be hemming and hawing over it, you probably just hope that the next guy's better, right? Right. And that's what you go with. Because I still go back to it. What Fields would have done in 17 games last year, the 3,300 yards, 21 touchdowns uh, through the air, I feel like Caleb Williams can come in and do that day one. It's time for the song of the night. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song. 
We go to Van Halen, Panama from 1984. It's a long intro of all this one before it hits. Oh, yeah. You know, so if you really want to stretch it out, you can really stretch so Chris, it to hit the post. No, 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 no. <laughs> for that but each night here on the Black and Abdallah show we like to bring you the song of the night uh, usually around 650 tonight Van Halen Panama 1984 hit it go now The album 1984 by Van Halen. On this date, January 26, 1955, Eddie Van Halen was born. This would have been his birthday. He passed away, sadly, in 2020, in October of 2020. But Eddie Van Halen, it would have been his birthday today. And I think many could argue he is the greatest guitarist to ever live. And I think that's a, an open debate. But yeah, it's one of them. Here's what's unique about Van Halen and Eddie Van Halen. No one has ever played a guitar that sounded the way this has sounded before or after yeah. Eddie Van Halen came along. Yeah. This song is supposedly not about the country, but it's supposed to be about a car. You, what? There's this. There's a movie scene that comes to my mind right away when I hear this song. Uh, give me a clue. I sent it to Charlie in here, so I'm on you the did? same page as you. You yeah. did? All right. It's um, I'm a, I have a blank right now, so give it to me. Jonah Hill is in it. McLovin is in it. Oh, super bad. Yeah, super bad. When they uh, when they're destroying stuff with the car. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of that whenever I hear this song. Like I know it's. I mean, it's not really that recent, isn't it? No. When did super bad? It's come over out? ten years. Super bad is is. It's over ten years old. Yeah, Super 2007. Yeah, it's for a, super it's a long time. Okay, so yeah, that's that's a long time ago. But you, you get what I'm saying. Like, his style, oh, absolutely. Never, it hasn't been duplicated. No, no. And what did I say to you today when we found out it was his birthday and we were going to do Song of the Night? No Van Hagar. Only Van Halen. It's fine. They rock. They absolutely rock. Van Halen, Panama, it's your Song of the Night. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. We'll be back in two minutes. This is Chicago's Home for 